With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome back to the second segment of the Steelers preview. It's just myself and Dave Schofield, both co-editors of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I always say we want to make sure that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop. For all things Pittsburgh Steelers, we have all sorts of content for you. Film room breakdowns, predictions, commentary, uh, everything you can think of. Breaking news, you got it. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, maybe you just stumbled upon it, make sure you find us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, doesn't matter. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do. And as I said in part one, YouTube, go to YouTube.com, search BTSC Steelers Radio. Subscribe to the channel, like the videos. It all helps. We appreciate you. All right, so we're talking about quarterbacks here. And the the infatuation, I feel like that is the correct term to use, the infatuation Steeler Nation has with trying to figure out who is the next quarterback when Ben Roethlisberger leaves. Now, this past offseason, the Steelers made a decision that they gave Mason Rudolph, you mentioned this in part one, Dave, a one-year extension on his contract. So if they had a one-year extension on his contract, what does that tell you? When they did that, what does that tell you? Because he is the only quarterback currently under contract for the 2022 season. Now, Dwayne Haskins is a restricted free agent. They can still bring him back rather easily. There's the void years with Roethlisberger. But Dave, when they gave Mason that contract, what did that tell you? That told me they were covering themselves to make sure they had someone, you know, at least, at least they needed at least one option moving forward. And that to me, it tells me that they feel that, that, He was even, let's just say this, what, like you've said this many times, what if Ben Roethlisberger comes back? What if this is not his last year? Okay. Then they even. Let's hold on, hold on. That was, 
But what I, okay, yeah, I understand. What I was going to say with that is they even give Mason Rudolph the money that they feel he would even deserve as a backup, you know? But yet yeah. they didn't break the bank to say you're definitely going to be our starter, but then they at least have an option. It's it's about options. Well, that was my next question was if what if you know the contract situation so much better than I do? Explain to me and to our listeners if the if Roethlisberger decides I'm coming back, I still feel like I have football left, regardless of how this season ends. He decides he's he wants to play next year. What happens with the void year in his contract? How does that work? Okay, well, he has four void years. Yes. And if Roethlisberger doesn't come back, all the money from those four void years comes due next year as the cap hit. It will be $10.34 million, which when you think about it, that's way better than yeah. what was it going to be. Was it 19 or 19.5? I think it was 19 it would have been this year or 19 and a half. I, it's been yeah. – I've forgotten about it because he's got a new deal. It is my understanding. I'm just going to say this. This is my understanding. I've tried to dive into this with the CBA. I've tried to look this up. There's not a lot of times where players have void years and then they come back. So I'm still trying to get a a definitive answer. But my understanding is, let's say Ben comes back for one more year, that prorated bonus of the void year, it doesn't all come due, but the next year's would come due. Because like right now it's spread out to like $2.585 million. I'm looking at it. That's how I can spout off all those numbers. Just so you know, um, over those four years, I'm pretty sure if he comes back with a new contract, those don't, that doesn't go away, that those would continue in there. And the next year that he doesn't play, it would come due. That is my understanding of it. Someone could re-educate me on that and show me how that is not the case. And I would, understand but that as from what i've been able to find that's the best answer i can come up with okay i hope that's good enough for you <laughs> no it is it makes sense and it's just the the formality of it all is what i was concerned cu- curious about but yeah. going back to mason rudolph um i think that the steelers wanted to guarantee like you said that they have they had someone yeah. in the system but let's talk about dwayne haskins for a little bit mm-hmm. or, or or maybe let's stop for a sec do we even talk about Joshua Dobbs or is Joshua Dobbs Felicia, our girl Felicia in the live chat. She is on the Joshua Dobbs train. She thinks that he fits Matt Canada's <laughs> I, offense. I, I want to give her a shout out. She said mm-hmm. that, but still do we talk about Joshua Dobbs here at all? Is he even worth the conversation? Or is he just a camp arm now? Jeff Joshua Dobbs is who they have. If Dwayne's ha- if Dwayne Haskins isn't what, going to be the the best version of what he can be, if you understand what I mean. Remember, you and I did our predicted 53-man roster. I had Dobbs as the number three. I did not. You had Haskins. Yes. So what I'm saying is until Dwayne Haskins comes in and shows that he is a better option, I, I still give the advantage to Dobbs. Dobbs doesn't have to show. He doesn't have to show anything better. He just has to show that he's the player that they know he is if you know what I'm saying. And then Haskins has to show that he's better than that. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. Jeffrey I love Benedict. Josh Dobbs. He's a rocket scientist. Why would I not love him? <laughs> but Jeffrey Benedict is in the live chat, causing a ruckus as he always does. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the wrong one. That's not the right one. Come no, on, Jeff. Hold on. You're better than that. <laughs> trying to get it. My... Yeah. It's up. Paxton okay. Lynch. He... <laughs> There's a lot of people that say that Dwayne Haskins is just Paxton Lynch 2.0. Yeah. 
I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I believe that. I have I have high hopes for for Dwayne Haskins, and it has nothing to do with Ben Roethlisberger's car wash quote, which for some reason people freaked out about. And you know, I had someone on the live my live locker room podcast who said, "Well, yeah, he the ball didn't get wet because he missed the windows, like he missed the doors." And I was like, "Is he that inaccurate no, of a no, thrower? He, I don't think so." I think you said the right thing when it comes to Haskins. Is he can look great now. But how's he going to look when he's got three guys coming at him and he's got to step up and read the defense and make the throw? I mean, he's out there with no pass rush and no defenders throwing to wide open receivers. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, granted, that's how you have to start. That's how you get your timing down and that's how you figure stuff up. But I mean, that's just step one. We can't completely evaluate a step one, get him to step four. Okay, we're you know NFL action having to get it done. So there's a lot of well, I can't remember what podcast it was where Jeffrey Jeffrey Benedict said, you know, then there was Hodges who he wasn't a step one guy. He did not look impressive that way. But you put him under pressure, under fire, and he would rise above. He was one of those. He was one of those you know step up in a game kind of players. So. You that's what you want to see. Do you do you have someone that's going to rise above their practice level in game time, or are you going to have someone that's going to crumble on under the literally pass pressure? You know, yeah. So I mean, to, I, I'm excited, and I, I did an entire article on this. I did an entire podcast on this. I am excited for this preseason. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I believe it. I am excited. I think fans should be excited about the preseason. We were deprived of that last year. And I loved how Chase Claypool, when he spoke with the media during OTAs, said how he was really happy that the rookies got this time because he didn't get this time last year. And he talked about how when he showed up, he didn't know anyone. He felt awkward asking Ben like questions because he had no rapport with him. I mean, everything was virtual. I'm a, I'm a school teacher. I know how weird it is when we finally got back into the school building and I'm meeting some students for the very first time in person. And you're like, well, you were just a little dot on a screen. Like (laughs) I have never seen you before. It's probably the same way for these athletes. So I think, you know, this preseason is going to be telling Mason Rudolph did not have a preseason last year to show if he had really gotten better. It wasn't until uh, week 17 you know, week 17 is when obviously we got to see, well, there was a little bit of maturation. There is a little bit of improvement. Um, I'm excited. Are you excited for the preseason, Dave? I'm really excited for the preseason. Actually, um, when I was a the guest host, I guess you would say, last night on the Steelers Curtain Call, where I was filling in for Michael Beck after he filled in for me on Tuesday. If you didn't check out those shows, make sure you, you go back and check out for sure the, those. But um you got to be ready for Jeffrey and I because we were ready to talk. We went over a little bit. So, um, but one of the things we were talking about is, is how much we can't wait for the preseason. And I said something that Jeffrey said has never been said before. And I said, I'm I'm excited to watch that defense get out there and watch Q from the U and Cassius Marsh lining up at outside linebackers to see what they can do. And he says, no one in the in history has ever said they're excited to see Cassius Marsh on on. Tell know, outside me, I hope that you at least called him the uh, the Pokemon, Pokemon King. King. I did it. I forgot about <laughs> it. I forgot the nickname. Oh my gosh! Um, 
So it, it, there's just so many talking points. Like Felicia in the live chat says, okay, Jeff, during the Hall of Fame game in August, do you feel that Ben's going to play all four quarters? No. Uh, who do you think? Will Ben's be not going to take a snap in that game. No. <laughs> well, well no. maybe he will. Maybe he'll play a series. I don't know. I don't know. You I, wouldn't think no. so. You wouldn't think with four games that they would go off their typical script for the preseason. And that normally was if Ben even dresses, it's a series and then get off the field. Get two, maybe two. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, but not, good... not in that game. Not in that game. Yeah, I don't right. see him in that game. Honestly, I would not be shocked if we don't even see Rudolph in that game. Wouldn't shock me. No, it, on... it would not shock me. So, well, but you do, you do need to see him. Maybe not in that mm-hmm. game, but you do need yeah. to see him. I would oh, start, yeah. I would start Mason in that game, the Dallas Cowboys Hall of Fame game. I would start Mason, give him a couple series, couple drives. And then as you start taking some of the players out now, I want to see who goes in next. Mm-hmm. Is it Dobbs or is it Haskins? And how are they going to handle it? There's just so many talking points. I no, love no. I love you, you know what you want to do. Hold on. I, I was, I was looking it up. Um, what you ultimately want to do is you want to in that hall of fame game. Oh shoot. I can't get it to come up. Come on. Come on. You, come on, you, baby. You can come do on, it. baby. You, you can do it. <laughs> you want I seriously would like to see Dwayne Haskins start that game because believe it or not, um, in his time in Washington, he never played against the Cowboys. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know why I would even think about that. Yeah, because (laughs) because in his two years there, he was not the starter. In his rookie year, it was the Cowboys was in week two, and then the Cowboys was week 17, and he didn't play in that game. And then they played the Cowboys in their two game twice in the middle of the season last year when he wasn't the quarterback. Remember, he was at the beginning, and then, I don't know, kind of towards the end. Yeah. before but, that yeah. all went out at the very, very end. If right, you know right, I mean. right, right, right. Yeah. Now I'm excited for the preseason. And Joshua, I think it's Petrick maybe, says besides uh, Najee, what rookie are you looking forward to seeing the most in the preseason? Since we're talking about the preseason, might as well ask the question. What about what, what are you thinking, Dave? Oh, that's obvious. That's Kendrick Green. <laughs> Forget besides Najee. I want to see that's who I, that, that's my number one because you've got to play him a good bit in the preseason. He's a rookie. And right now he's not your guy to start. And the reason I'm looking for him is I still don't think I, I want to see him start week one. I really do, but I don't think he will unless he shows, unless he pulls a Marquise Pouncey that just goes to show you can't hold me back. You've got to put me out there. I am by far your best option. So could that be the case? It could be. Do, am I putting that, that expectation on him? I don't want to, but I still want to tune in to see if it's a possibility, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, when you think about the offensive line, it, they're going to have almost everybody. They, they're going to have to play a little bit in that yeah. game. Zach Banner, Chooks core for on the left yeah. side. Kendrick Green, like you mentioned. And I don't think Kendrick Green will start at center at no. all. But um, any other players other than Kendrick Green that you're excited to see? Oh, got to know what kind of depth you have at outside linebacker. Got to look for Q, Q from the U. And, of course, Najee. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know that they're going to run him to death too much in the preseason. Just, but I, I do think he'll see – I don't think they're going to hold him out unless he's injured or something. Then I don't think they're going to hold him out of the Hall of Fame game. I think they'll at least give him a little bit there. 
how vanilla do you think that offense is going to look in the in the uh, preseason? Oh, that's the only thing. We're not going to get a, a true judge of. You know what we might see? We might see the shovel pass. It's, they already ruined that one. It's, yeah, everyone's seen that. Maybe we'll see that play, but no. It's and you, you know what? You know who they're shoveling it to? Derek Watt, right? Yep. Yeah. Faking. Well, it's an option play because if you watch the clip yeah, again, it is. The, the, they had a coach that was basically being the outside linebacker or edge rusher, and the quarterback had to read the edge rusher whether to pitch it, sweep or inside shovel. I've I've seen enough of the inside shovel in recent years. I don't know if I want to see that be reincarnated. So, all right. Uh, We talked a lot about quarterbacks. I did put a a comment in the uh, both on Facebook and on YouTube that if anyone has a question for the show, we have some time. I, we haven't done the Q and a section for this show in a long time. No. Um, So, We'll see if we get a couple questions. Uh, here we go. Joseph Brown's this question for the show. Name three NFL, and I missed it. There we go. Three NFL starting quarterbacks you believe Mason can unseat today. Three starting quarterbacks that he could unseat. So you're saying who are three quarterbacks currently starting in the NFL right now that Mason Rudolph is better than? Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Do you want me to go first? Go for it, Dave. You know one. I don't know if I can give it. Right now, I would say Jalen Hurts. Okay, I agree. I'll go with that one. Um, maybe Sam Darnold in Carolina. Yeah, I'm not sold on him really. Uh, what has he proven that he's proven to be the, almost the same guy? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'll, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. You, people will laugh, but he's been so hurt, banged up. He's not who he used to be. Cam Newton's awful anymore. And if Cam yeah. Newton's not the quarterback and they go with Mac Jones. Was, that was going to be my answer. Whoever's in New England. <laughs> Cam Newton can't throw the ball 20 yards. His throwing motion is so messed up after a shoulder in- injury. The ball seems to always skip on the ground. It's it, it's just it's a crying shame to see what's happened to the guy. But my gosh. So yeah. let's get to Dave Shipley. He gave us $5. Thank you for the tip, Dave. We appreciate it. He said, hey, guys. Looking forward to inside linebacker and punter. That's right. Big press, Presley Harvin. I don't like Brian's Elvis thing. I don't know no. why. Yeah, I gave up Frothy Muth. He said he didn't like it. So I was like, yeah, it's probably not my best. Mm. So I went, but he's. But everyone's going with Q from the U, aren't they? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> great. I like that. I like it. If he could actually show up, we could make that a shirt. Um, yeah. I like that. But I go with Big Press because. Big press because his name's Presley, but also the guy squatted over 650 pounds yeah. at Georgia Tech. He's a monster in the weight room. Anyways, he said, uh, looking forward to inside linebacker and punter because our special team should be the most talented they've had. Michael Beck did write that article for Behind the Steel Curtain a few days ago. They are going to have a lot of talent. Inside linebacker, though, I'm curious. I'm, is there really even a battle there? I mean, you're going to um, have Vince Williams in situations. You're going to have Robert Spillane. Devin Bush, obviously, is coming back. I mean... Not that it would be a battle, but is it, it? It's Buddy Johnson, right? Is it Johnson the last name? The 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 linebacker they drafted. Buddy Johnson, yes, yes. This might be your only chance to see him on sure. the field as an inside linebacker, unless there's a bunch of injuries, you know. So, if I mean, maybe they'll maybe he'll play well enough that they'll work him in. But it could also be 
much what would be all really good for Buddy Johnson. He's going to be a special teams guy. I see him being yeah. active on game day as a special teams yeah. guy if he's if he shows he's capable of that. But he might get the Lustin Jane treatment of no no defensive snaps as a rookie. And that's you know fine. what I'm saying, which is fine, which is good news, which means the Steelers aren't having to call on him. But uh, I, I I am curious to see what he can bring. Old Lustin Jane, yeah, and my buddy Halik Mucker. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone doesn't understand the whole Malik Hooker joke, you got to go back and listen to my Wednesday let's, podcast. Your Wednesday, <laughs> let's ride. Yep. All right, here we go. Yeah. Rod Young has a question. Uh, he says. Oh, my computer's going slow. Do you think the that the Steelers' defensive backs can cover the Bengals' wide receivers? If the front seven doesn't dominate, it might be um, two L's on our record. Okay. Um, they do have a lot of talented wide receivers. They took you want to crown them, them? Crown them. <laughs> <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, Cincinnati doesn't really scare me right now. They still ha- don't have a great offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah. They could That's have. What I was going to say. I mean, you say if the front seven doesn't get the job done, I mean, you might be able to get it done with four of them. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, yeah. They could have gotten in a really good offensive line. Yeah, and they didn't get him. They let him. But go instead, they wanted to, to hype up these wide receivers, and you know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Maybe he'll be a fantastic wide receiver. Maybe I don't know. We'll I'll see. say this: Tyler Boyd is a player I would love to see in black and gold. Yeah, I, it, it will never happen. But I mean, I we went to Pitt. But I mean, boy, I I love that guy's game. I love that guy's game. If if, if Juju Smith Schuster were to leave, and most are expecting him to do that, and they could somehow get a Tyler Boyd type boy, you wouldn't miss a thing. He's great. Um, here we go. Dennis asks, "Will Ben be calling plays like in the past?" In my opinion, unless it's a four minute or two minute drill, I don't think so. I don't think so, Dave. You, what do you think? Um. I'm going to give a Dave answer. He's not going to be calling plays, but it's not like he's not going to. I mean, there's a lot of times in the NFL they send in two or even three plays, and then you're actually deciding what you're running out of that formation based on reading the defense pre-snap. So it's not that he's not going to have a decision in what's going on with these things, but it's not like – I don't – like you say, unless it's in – in a two or four minute drill where he's completely, you know, where he's pointing to the guys and putting them where he wants and then doing, doing what he wants to do. If you're, if you're, let's just say this, if they're not going no huddle, if they're huddling up, I see that it's, that it's uh, a play or plays coming in and then they make that call from the line of scrimmage. That's just what I think. No, I agree with you hundred percent. Felicia, she puts this comment and she says, no, Presley is big six. If you ever play dominoes, when you get big six, you slap it down, like take this. And she puts some emojis in. Um, <laughs> I don't know much about dominoes. We don't, I never played dominoes. I, I've never mm-hmm. learned how to play the game. What is Presley Harvin's number? Is, is that it what it is? Is it six? I mean, I can let you know here real quick. Did he take so. Duck Hodge's number? I was thinking he did. Then that would be a good one. Big six would be good. Someone also calls him thick kick. Yeah. Thick kick. <laughs> I heard. I, I remember. I've, I remember someone saying that before. <laughs> Thank um, you. Oh, shoot. They don't have it there. I'll have to look somewhere else. All right. Uh, we'll go get to the next question here. Yeah. Looking that up. Andrew, uh, Andrew, who does tremendous work 
for the website, by the way. Thank you very much. If you ever want to read some of his, uh, he's doing quarterback breakdowns for the 2022 NFL draft class. And we've been running those weekly. So make sure you check those out. But he asked, what is it, Dave? Six? It's six. Big six. Big six. Maybe Felicia found something there. All right. And he is big. 260 pounds. If Haskins develops into a reliable backup, would you consider trading Rudolph if you can get a day two pick in return? Do you really think they could get a day two pick for Mason Rudolph? See, that's my that's my first um that's my first reaction is do you really think that you would get a second or a third round pick for Mason Rudolph? Not would I do it, but would I would I even get that? I don't think you get a second. I don't think a third's out of the realm of possibility because you you got a fit for Josh Dobbs, right? So if I if you were to say right now what I think he would get, my guess would be a fourth. But so you're on the verge of that, and I don't know that I'd do it for a fourth because it's not like you're going to get a viable backup quarterback for in the fourth round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People treat draft picks like they're so golden, like, oh, wow, you could get a third for that. I mean, third round picks aren't guarantees. Fourth round picks definitely aren't guarantees. I mean, especially if you're thinking about a quarterback. So yeah, maybe they could, but I, I someone offers him a one, I think I might take it. <laughs> Julio Jones didn't even garner a one. I know. <laughs> so I know. And I hate how every time a, a, a big name player gets traded, my first my first thought every time is what the Steelers got for Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Like I see Julio Jones got a second round pick and uh, some change, and I was like, my gosh, the Steelers had Antonio swamped. Brown. Yeah. yeah, Antonio Brown was the best wide receiver in the game. I people say Julio Jones nonsense, nonsense. He was the most dominant wide receiver in the game when he was in Pittsburgh in his prime. Anyways. All right. and, you, they, and the right. Raiders still got fleeced on that trade. Third and fifth, they turned <laughs> they one of those. One of those pick turned into Deontay Johnson, right? The third round pick. Yep. In the fifth, I know you know it. Who was it? Zach Gentry. Oh, great. Yep. <laughs> what a dud. Okay. And yeah. yet, okay. All That's right. funny. You like you got so little value for him, and you still completely won that trade. They didn't even see him play a snap. Mm-hmm. Gosh, boy, good for the Steelers, I guess. Anyways, all right. Uh, do you have trivia tonight? I, I do, I do. But see, remember Deontay Johnson. I've done this before. Deontay Johnson ended up with the ended up with the Steelers thanks to Santonio Holmes because it was the it was the fifth round pick that the Steelers got for Santonio Holmes for the Jets that they traded to Arizona who picked John Skelton and in return, the Steelers got their six round pick and Brian McFadden back. And that six round pick turned into Antonio Brown, who then when they <laughs> traded him, they got Deontay Johnson. <laughs> You're oh, welcome. <laughs> what a wonderful world. Okay. Yes. I do your- have trivia. <laughs> I, I did this trivia based on what ended up being my, my stat geek. Not this week, but the week before. This was my trivia last week. Um, I had it all ready to go, so what, so I was going to do it again. And then I'm like, then I'm like, well, I don't have Brian to answer this tonight. I just got Jeff. But then I realized I kind of asked part of this question before, so this might not be terrible okay. if you could if you can recall. And that was when I was looking back at um, 
Steelers third round draft picks, how many of them started in week one and continued starting for the season? Do you remember how far I had to go back? Uh, it was in the 80s, wasn't it? Or is no, it further it was, back? It was 1953. Was oh, the last yeah, time yeah, a that's third what round, that was what the last time a third round draft pick started every game as a rookie. That was the last one. Um then there were some other ones in there that you could say was pretty much close enough, but still. Going back to the merger, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had 217 rookies start at least one game. How many players, how many rookies started every game their rookie year since 1970? How many rookies started every game? Every game since 1970. And then remember, they have to be credited with the, with the start. Yeah, like, that, for example, that, that automatically Craig Colquitt in 1978, no starts because he's a punter. You know what I mean? Oh, gosh, this stupid caveat. Okay, uh, 271. 217. 17, whatever. It's late. Um, I'll go with uh, five. You're not that far off. It's seven. Oh, Seven, seven players have and see that this is the the next part was going to be the fun part with Brian, but you still might do all right. I'm going to give you the year. See if you can tell me the player. You ready? Yep. 2010. The player that started every game. The rookie that started every game. Marquise Pouncey. Marquise Pouncey. 2001. Rookie in 2001. Come on, man. Get out. Kendrell Bell. Yeah, it is. Kendrell Bell. Okay. Got that one. Then the next one for that one was 1992. Now you're going to lose me here. See, I wasn't. uh, I was. I know. You were nine. You were were too young. (laughs) (laughs) You ready? It was. It was eighth round draft pick Darren Perry. Oh, yeah. They're number 39. Yep. So then here you go. So from 1992 to go back before that, you had to go back to 1978. First round pick, cornerback, Ron Johnson. Mm. Okay. 19. You better get this one. Because that was the last one where it was 16 games. The last three on the list, it was 14 games. Uh, How about 1974? 74. Yes. So that was their famous draft. Right. But who out of those players do you think would have started every game as a rookie? Was it Swan? It was not Swan. No. And it was not Stallworth. Lambert? That would be Jack Lambert. He started every game. Their second round pick. 46th overall. Then the last two, uh, there was one from 1971, but it was their fourth round pick. Dwight White. And 1970, no, it wasn't Terry Bradshaw. No, it wasn't Mel Blunt. It was second-round draft pick wide receiver Ron Shanklin. Oh, Started every game as a rookie. So, And it's funny because earlier tonight in, in, the, in the live chat, right before we went through the break, someone said a comment because I was talking about Mason Rudolph being a, a third-round pick. What if he was the first? They said Terry Bradshaw wasn't a first-round pick. <laughs> First overall. Yeah. yeah. First overall. And remember, Bradshaw was not good his first two years. No. He was, th- what was he, three and five in eight games as a rookie and five and eight in 13 starts 
funny so funny story i've talked about this individual before Mm -hmm. there's a guy i worked with in he was a pe teacher he actually went to penn state he was a starting running back for penn state he was on joe paterno's first ever team Mm -hmm. at penn state he was the mvp of the orange bowl like he was a legitimate player he's he was a pallbearer at at joe paterno's funeral that's how close he was to the paterno family he was drafted by the steelers in 1969 same year as joe green and he yeah. talked about his second year when they drafted Terry Bradshaw. He said, I've never seen a guy have so little touch on a football in my life. <laughs> they would do, they were doing these drills where it was just a little, you know, up plant your foot out route. And the tight ends and running backs were doing these drills. He said he would throw the ball as hard as he could every single time. And I forget the tight end at the time. They took the ball one time and threw it back at him and told him to knock it off. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He said, he's like, he was trying to break your hands. He had mm-hmm. some great stories, by the way, about the Steelers and Chuck Knoll's first few first two seasons. He blew mm-hmm. out his knee and had to go play in Canada. Uh, but great, yeah, some good, really cool stories to hear from him, Jeff. But you got to look at these numbers for Bradshaw in nineteen seventy. Oh, they're awful. He was eighty three of two eighteen. That's a thirty eight point one completion <laughs> percentage. Listen to this. He had six touchdowns to twenty four interceptions. Yeah. It Chuck wasn't Noel, a one. Chuck it it, it wasn't a four to one. It was a one to four. Chuck Noll hated him. Yeah, and hated to tell and here's he the was thing. just looking for a reason to bench him. If he was a third round draft pick, would he have uh, made it into, into season no, two? No. Probably not. But first round and first overall, you give the guy a little bit of time. Uh, that's good. That was my point with the whole notion of that's a good call. How, Way how to bring it full circle. Yeah, we had uh, let's hear uh, what he had as soul. Five dollars. Thank you very much. I do want to see more of Rudolph's Tech Mobile floating bombs. That's a great way of describing his passes last season in Week 17. They were a lot like Tech Mobile, the first Tech Mobile, not Super Tech Mobile. I felt like when Super Tech Mobile came out, that's when you had all the NFL teams. Your playbook expanded from four plays to eight. The quarterbacks had a little bit more zip on the ball, but this is a great. Great description. Thank you very much for the tip, by the way. All right. Um, did you listen to the, the Steelers preview last week? Dave? I did. Oh, I was going to ask you the trivia. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, because I don't remember what it was. Well, I, I, asked, was. I asked Brian two questions, and yeah. he got them both right. One of them was earlier, and it had to do with the Mighty Ducks. Are you familiar oh, yeah, with the Mighty Ducks? Oh, yeah, because I don't remember you guys were talking. Was it Kenny? <laughs> is it Kenny Wu, or is that the name? <laughs> He's a Woo, Kenny Wu. Wu, Kenny Wu. That's Kenny Wu, yeah. And then how much how much did Arthur Rooney spend to buy the Steelers? How I much? remember you asking that question. I remember what the answer is. My guess, because I I I was mowing grass, listening to it. You know, got the headphones yeah. inside the noise canceling headphones, um, and I'm and I'm listening. I'm like, my guess was going to be six k, okay. and then Brian did twenty five hundred, and that was the right answer. That was the right answer. Yeah, and now it's worth three billion dollars. Now I was really close on that one. I my guess was two point five billion. Well, it's crazy because I remember just a few yeah. years ago, Dallas and Washington were the only two teams in the NFL that were worth over a billion, and now it's just gone. Yeah, a lot. Most of them. Crazy. Yeah. All right, let's do some final thoughts here before we call the show, Dave. Go ahead. Oh my goodness, I've got to, I got I usually have five minutes to think of it. Why, Brian? <laughs> Okay, uh, final thoughts. I do really miss Brian Anthony Davis tonight. And I tell you what, I really, really missed last week. I was very disappointed that I couldn't be on the show. It was my son's 10th birthday. His his 
special 10th birthday trip was to actually go ride in Uncle Rich's fishing boat to go fishing. So we were out on a lake fishing with with Big Brosco, um, who is quite the fisherman. And it's funny. They're like, well, how'd you do? I'm like, I was mainly just hanging out and watching my son have fun. Um, but unfortunately, I couldn't get back in time for the show. Really missed my time with you guys. It just didn't seem like my week was complete without the Steelers preview. And even this week, it doesn't seem com- it doesn't seem totally complete without one Brian Anthony Davis. Uh, we miss you, bud. Hopefully, we'll get you back soon. But this talk of the preseason and the talk of the quarterbacks and everything else, just so much just – it goes to show how last year we were just so happy to have – football at all this year our, the goal is normal football get back to that preseason get back to you know you're not having to check the reports every morning to see if there's an outbreak or something to where de- where games are going to get rescheduled like they were and things of that nature now if that's what it has to come to again in order to have football we get it we would we'll live with it but if we could even get back to more normal football having the preseason being in Latrobe, fans in the stadium. I can't wait to get to the games I'm going to. Um, that's what I think is going to make 2021 just extra special, regardless of how the Steelers start off the season. But you know what? They're going to start off all right. They'll be okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? What is it? What did I do? No, Steven puts in the – he said, Factor Fiction, Jeff shoots a 77 is next time. He's talking about golf. Yeah. I've talked about golf on my Let's Ride podcast. I am going to try to play this weekend. I do want to play 18 holes. See, I play with my kids, and they don't typically handle 18 holes. That's a long time yeah. for them. So normally just play nine. I only do nine with my son um, as well. So I'd like to play 18. If I can shoot a 77 on my home course, which is – yeah, it's a tough golf course. If I shoot a 77, yo, you'll hear me talking about it. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I played last time I played was back in Wheeling, West Virginia, my hometown. I went home um over Memorial Day weekend. I played with my daddy as a standing tea time at 7 a.m. And it was such a beautiful day, a high of 43 degrees. Or it was 43 degrees. Uh there was a light mist and it was windy beautiful golfing conditions. I'm joking, it was miserable. Shot an 81 with three double bogeys. I wasn't too upset. If you can shoot 81 with three doubles, I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I did have some good shots in me. Anyway. If I just shoot a double bogey on every hole, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> Seriously, that's my goal. Double bogey, I get that. Oh, if I just bogey it, it, that's a win. That's a major win. There you go. We don't play the same golf courses. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> 77, More than 20 bucks to golf? What are you talking about? I don't do that. 70, I say 77 <laughs> is my goal. All right. 70, that's, I, that's not my – my low round is – I've shot under par before in my life. I shot 69 on the day after Thanksgiving, a couple of years ago, actually. All right. So, no, I don't use a lacrosse stick to pipe with. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Get out of here, you all bums. You- <laughs> All right. So uh, 77, that's my goal for the next time out. Thank you, Steven. All right. That's my final thought for the night. Uh, Make sure you check us out on behindthesealcurtain.com, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe. I really hope that all the people that are watching live on Facebook or YouTube do check out our morning shows. Uh, That's my let's ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's Dave stat geek on Thursday. That's also the live mic with uh, Michael Beck on Tuesdays. They're totally different, but they're also really, really good. All of them. So check them out wherever you get your podcast. All right, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. There it is. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.